You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. of what comes next cinema geekly's nxt companion podcast it's anthony and jacqueline talking more nxt on the wwe network and hulu i think this is number 482 of nxt uh i don't know it's a that's a big number everybody it's a a lot uh i gotta say this again this is the second week in a row i gotta start with this sad news but uh I watched both episodes. They did two more episodes again of NXT UK, and uh, they were they were there. They were okay. Mm. Nothing stood out on those episodes, like at all. They were they were all right. Uh, I did not watch them, but I will take your word for it. There are more growing pains for them to. Mm. Uh, I imagine things might start to heat up a little bit as they start building towards their takeover event, uh, which they've not started building towards yet. That's fair. Well, yeah, because you got to kind of groundwork, so it's kind of the the yeah. lull before the, it picks up again. Yeah, they did not really start building towards it until the last set of tapings that they just did, and they are not on those tapings yet. So, right, I presume that they're getting there soonish. Um, okay, so before we talk about this week's episode, Jacqueline, there is NXT news and a bunch <gasps> of it, and a, a it's a a lot of big news. What? There's a ton of. I'm big so news. in the dark. I'm excited. This okay. is how I find out all my news. Oh, for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, two things. Uh, for well, I mean, one could be considered good news and bad news, depending on which of these people mm-hmm. you like, and the other one is kind of just like ah, uh, okay. Uh, let's start with the ah, uh, okay news. Uh, the tag team, the mighty, they were on this episode mm-hmm. of NXT that we watched. Yes. They're not a tag team anymore. They're done. Uh, Why? N- okay, so Nick Miller, who is the less standout-ish of the group. Uh, Shane, okay. Shane Thorne would be the guy with the big knee brace and the kind of yep, spiky okay. hair. Nick Miller is the blonde fellow, I think. Um, he, uh, I... It's still kind of unclear exactly what happened, but I think the general belief is that he asked for his release uh, oh. from the company, and it's been granted. So the the word that I have read was... Uh, so he recently had a child with his wife, Aww. and they, of course, live still live in Australia. Australia. Mm-hmm. And... He had gone over the... I, I don't know if they were maybe talking about moving the whole family to America or what the deal was, but 
he had gone back there and spent some time with his wife and child and just decided that he they didn't want to move to the United States and he obviously doesn't want to leave his his newborn child all the way on the other side of the planet. So he asked for his release. So as far as I know, Shane Thorne is still signed to his deal, but Nick Miller is not. So it'll okay. be interesting to see what becomes of Shane Thorne. Like if they try to turn him into a singles guy, give him a different character, maybe put him with another person uh, and continue his tag teaming mm-hmm. stuff. But uh, so that's one thing. This other thing is okay. much bigger news. Uh-oh. So uh, a, six individuals have been called up to the main roster. No! Yeah. Well, most of them you're going to be pretty happy about. Wait, but what was that? I said most of them you're actually going to be pretty happy about. Well, I know Lars Sullivan is one of them, so Lars Sullivan, Lars. Lars Sullivan is one of the six. Yes. Should I just pull the Band-Aid off right away and mention the two that you're probably going to miss? No, build up to it. Okay. Also called up, Lacey Evans. So she's she's moving up, so we don't have to watch her confusing. We don't know what her character is anymore. No, she's going to get even more confusing. Okay. (laughs) Well, you know what? Uh, Based off of my observations over the years... The girls mm-hmm. who struggle in NXT do really well on the main roster. Alexa Bliss struggled heavily when she was in NXT. Carmella really struggled when she was in NXT. They're doing great. So That's true. Okay. Or, or at least they got, I mean, I don't think they're particularly tremendous performers, but they got big breaks on the main roster. So Okay. Um, so that's two. Uh, the next person to go, EC3. He's gone. Yes. Up to the main roster. So uh, I don't know how many more perform. We saw him on NXT on this episode, but I don't know how many more. Maybe he's got one more match, uh, I think, before the tapings. I would imagine maybe he does, based off of what happens on the episode we watched, that there's probably Mm -hmm. one more thing that happens. But, um, okay, so this this fourth name is going to give away one of the Band-Aids, unfortunately. No. Uh, Tucker Knight is moving up to the main roster, <gasps> which means Otis Dozovich is moving up as well. Oh, yeah. heavy machinery? Yep, they've moved up heavy machinery, which I really wouldn't, wouldn't be such a big loss if it wasn't for the fact that Otis Dozovich is one half of that team, and he's awesome. So. Oh, but you know what? I will say main roster tag teams can sometimes do okay. I'm not going to, like... Yeah. Although sanity went into obscurity, I don't know. Okay, mm-hmm. who? Okay, who's the last one? Just tell me. Okay, well, hopefully sanity comes out of obs- obscurity because because Nikki Cross Nikki is Cross moving. is moving. Yes. Yep, that I knew was going to happen after she went on yeah. SmackDown. Nikki Cross that makes sense. Nikki Cross, I'm totally okay with because she's done, with the exception of winning the women's title, she's done pretty much everything else she's going to do, and she was involved in some really big storylines, and she was involved yeah. in a lot of stuff with Sanity when they were doing things. Um, she actually had a pretty memorable run in NXT. Yeah. Uh, and I actually think I actually think she'll breathe life to Insanity, or Sanity, whatever they're called. Yeah, hopefully um, that'll do the trick. Wow, so when do they move up? Uh, do well... We, like, no. They all did. They basically ran uh, as best as I can tell. They just ran 
a video feature that's like, these people are all coming soon. So, well, exactly when, I don't know, but I would not be when, surprised if they were around by, you know, leading up to the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble? Okay, but to jump in, jump ahead in this next episode, and mm-hmm. I know I probably need to hold it, but I can't. Mm-hmm. So this means Lacey Evans doesn't win the Fatal 4-Way to face Shayna, right? Yeah, so that's kind of a spoiler there. She's probably not facing Shayna at yeah. Phoenix. Uh, okay. I presume she's not winning the four-way. Right, right. Unless she does, and then she loses it. It's going to be one of... Yeah, and then she loses it to yeah. Shayna. I mean, that would that would really bungle things up, right? If she wins the four-way, then you know she isn't going to yeah. beat Shayna anyway, because <laughs> they already announced that she's been called up. Uh, but yeah, so the, uh, this, uh, this was done in a sense to... Uh, this is part of the storyline that the TV shows on main roster are terrible. That's a storyline, by the way. There's a storyline that the show's bad. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, so, so they're self-aware. Yeah, so much so that all of the McMahon, like all of the McMahons, came out on Raw on Monday and were like, "Hey, the show's really bad, so we're gonna start like not being so bad." Which you know, deeds <gasps> deeds not words. You know what I mean? Like uh, they. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They actually have to do it. We'll see how long uh, that lasts. But they said that part of it is bringing in new faces, which will make, you know, fresh matchups. That being said, as an NXT only fan, uh, I'm super happy with all these call-ups with the exception of Otis. Of heavy machine. Uh, cause I think Otis is great, but for the most part, they, they didn't take anybody who I'm like, these people are key to NXT being great right now. Oh uh, yeah. No. And I don't think they will mess that dynamic. Yeah. The one thing I will say though is that Heavy Machinery was kind of the next in line to go up against Undisputed Era. Yes. And now that ruins that. Like that would have been a really good storyline. Yeah, I imagine they might even get a sh- maybe they'll get a shot before uh on the I mean it's possible they might even still do uh the next little bit of tapings that they do before the next takeover. It's possible they might not disappear entirely. Uh it's happened That's before. True when people have been called up and they still make some NXT appearances afterwards. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see. It's possible. Uh, yeah. I guess we should jump into this week's episode and talk about what happened. That's true. Uh, let me see here. Show opened with Undisputed Era coming out to the ring. Adam Cole cutting a promo talking about how uh, that in uh, 2019... They were, they will be draped in gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, all four of them. All of them, which uh, prompted EC3 to come out, and we had yes. our uh, EC3, Bobby Fish, the Battle of the Knee, the true. several weeks in the making, and uh, yeah. it was a match. Yeah. Nothing great. Nothing bad. Uh, no. They exchanged uh, holds. They worked over the knees, uh, that sort of thing, of each other, I believe. Uh, Undisputed Era tried to interfere uh, interfere a few times. Uh, EC3 rallies in the closing moments with a couple of of big moves. Uh, uh, Fish uh, targets EC3's knee with a drop kick. And uh, EC3 was on the ground playing possum as they like to say. He was selling his knee <laughs> when Bobby Fish came in for the attack, but EC3 grabbed him, 
uh, like got him a like uh, in a cradle or something, and got the pin out of nowhere, a flash pin for EC3 yep. and gets the win. Uh, after the match, the rest of Undisputed Era all beat up on EC3 when they were saved by Heavy Machinery Sans shirts. Yep, it was real weird. It's they were really like, weird. Yeah, go they ahead. were in like jeans? Yeah, jeans and, and like, nothing else. And it was like, were you guys just like I don't know. Were you like just in the training facility and like saw this? Like what just happened? They were they were what going happened? to take a shower. Yeah. Presumably not together. I don't think they're in that kind of no. relationship, but presumably in separate stalls and they're going to take a shower and they had gotten to the shirt removal stage when because uh, apparently they don't take off their shoes or socks first. It's shirts first. Or, they work their way down. Or they were okay. getting out of the shower and work ah. from shoes, uh, socks up. Cause you socks <laughs> that would also be weird that they do socks yeah. and shoes, then pants. Yeah, you uh, never know. <laughs> it was it was really weird to see Otis Dozovich without any sort of covering on his upper half. But God bless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, he is comfortable with his body. He's, you know what? He sure is. And yeah, and we him. should all be like, we should all like award and appreciate that. <laughs> yes. Um, so EC3 dropped Kyle O'Reilly with the one percenter, and then Otis did the worm caterpillar thingy mm-hmm. into an elbow drop. Uh, and uh, all the good guys stood tall as the uh, Undisputed Era cowered to the back. As they do, as is their thing. Uh, so what did, you, what, did um, you, what did you make of this match, or the opening match and the post match? It was okay. Um, I don't. I'm not, I'm not really a big fan of EC3, so yes. I'm sad he won. Glad he's leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I I don't know. They have to establish Bobby Fish as a as a singles wrestler. I guess. So I don't know where they're going with this. EC3 is an interesting choice. Although I'm wondering now. Since Adam Cole said that they're all going to be draped in gold, mm-hmm. if maybe they're going to put Adam Cole in the Champa realm, and Bobby Fish is going to focus more on Ricochet, because that would be interesting. Yeah, that could be interesting. I think that could be a, those could be some cool dynamic playoff storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, so. We get an interview backstage with Dakota Kai and Io Shirai, which involved them challenging Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir to a tag match. And Io's thing is totally, I need to defend my friend. In this case, it was Dakota, and she gave her a gigantic bear hug. She did. And Dakota Kai giggled at this. I don't, you know think, she, I don't think she friends, can help herself. We all need a friend like Io in our lives. Yeah, she is, like, fiercely loyal. She is a ride-or-die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ride-or-die Io Shirai. Yeah. Slap that go. on a t-shirt, everybody. And send the, heard ro- it here first. <laughs> send the royalties to Jacqueline. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, uh, they had a match against the mighty Shane Thorne and Nick Miller. And uh-huh. uh, this also, a match. Uh, yes. There's only really one thing in this that stood out to me. I mean, both of these teams are are good, and I really like Lorcan and Birch, but there's only one part. There's only 
one part of this match I really enjoyed, which was uh, the Mighty taking turns slapping Oni Lorcan in the face, and then he ducked on the last one, and Nick Miller slapped Shane Thorne in the face. <laughs> I Sometimes I just really enjoy goofy cartoon Slapstick. bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. Just goofy cartoon bad guys that conk their heads together because they're idiots. <laughs> and uh, they did this, and Birch and Lorcan hit their elevated DDT tag move, mm-hmm. and uh, they won a victory yes. for Lorcan and Birch. Yeah, and I like, I really like Lorcan and Birch. I don't, so I, I'm wondering if maybe I don't, I just don't like the Mighty enough. Yeah, they're kind of just like, there. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, I don't know. I'm kind of, I, I want Lorcan and Birch to do well, though, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always happy when I see them. I love their entrance. I yeah, really right? do. They just angrily march to the ring, holding up either one or two fingers. Or, yeah, but they're like, but also like it's just their music super fun. Yes, it's like you it's can't great. be upset when you when you hear them coming out. You know, so no, it's perfect. It's perfect music. <laughs> the entrance is like perfect for them. Like yes. it totally fits. They're just super intense. Oni holds up yep. one. Number one, because yep. the the actual word one is part of his name. But yep. also, probably because he thinks he's number one. And uh, Danny Birch holds up a, a peace sign because he's from England? I don't know. I thought they were I thought they were numbers two. I mean, that the crowd does chant this at them frequently. They chant one, two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like their unofficial tag team name. Yeah, I love, but I love it. I think it's so much fun. It's so whenever really they start, whenever, yeah, whenever their music comes out, like I just, it's just like I always get really excited. Um, and I think it's just like because they're so like, what's no frills? Yes. <laughs> so I think the one and two just like totally fits them. <laughs> yeah, they. The only thing that really differentiates, I mean, other than the fact that they don't look the same. But the only thing on their gear that differentiates them is that they wear the flag of the country that they're from. Yep. But otherwise, it's like black tights, black boots. and Yep, love it. That's it. Black <laughs> jackets, no frills, march down to the ring, kick people's butts. They're a good team. Yep. I agree. Uh, Johnny Gargano has a promo, uh, mm-hmm. a, a selfie promo. Uh, basically, he does like these. He does. Uh, Johnny is telling us that his ends justify his means and that he is still fulfilling his goal of becoming NXT champion and that once he does this, the fans will love him again afterwards. So he's kind of delusional at the moment. Um, attacking I'm... Black was just part of the goal and that Alistair is in the wrong place at the wrong time and he's going to be in the wrong place at the wrong time again in the cage match with which Johnny artistically framed uh with him in like a like a guard behind a guardrail or something like a metal guardrail or a bike <laughs> rack or something i don't know something that made him look like he was in a cell or cage yeah it's like they just let him film on his phone and then just put it on tv yep they're like just go do something weird with this <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's what they do and you know what it kind of works it's working for him right now <laughs> yeah well, I mean, he's kind of it's got a... this emo thing going a little bit, and I would feel oh, like yeah. I would feel like cutting a, a wrestling promo with your your cell phone 
in portrait mm -hmm. or it's not even in portrait mode. It's in selfie mode. Uh, mm -hmm. that, that seems perfect to me. So it does. And, uh, I am excited for this match and I'm super excited though, that they're not breaking up these three yet mm -hmm. to move up to the main roster. Thank God. Same here. I'm terrified. As to what yeah. Happen. Uh, Another uh, another promo for Dijakovic. Uh, mm -hmm. He's going to be here next week. He's debutting. Cool. He's debutting next week. Debutting. Kathy Kelly is backstage with Shayna Baszler and uh, Duke and Shafir. Baszler scoffed at the idea of a number one contender being uh, named in an upcoming Fatal Four Way. She basically does not care who it is she's going to be retaining her championship. Kelly then asked Duke and Shafir about being challenged by uh, Dakota and EO. And they just laughed. They had mm -hmm. no response other than uproarious laughter. They could, they could not even believe it's a, it's such a joke to them. Jacqueline. It is. They're being challenged by this, this duo. Good. Perhaps taking them a little too lightly. I would, I would think. I don't, well, I don't know, but it goes into their... Oh, they're their very groups. overconfident, and, and the, yeah. it's the mentality of the group, yeah. It definitely does, and so I, I think that they're doing a good job setting them up. I hope that this match delivers. Mm -hmm. um, and where I'm worried is that I don't think Dakota Kai or Io Shirai, like, well, Io Shirai I really don't know, so I can't really comment, but Dakota Kai, I don't know if is strong enough. Mm -hmm. for these two to debut against and look good. Right. Like, you like you want to put them up against, like, Bianca, almost. <laughs> um, I can say with some good confidence that um, Io, because obviously she's not very established here. Right. But uh, she was... Um, I'm, there, there's going to be arguments made. Um, but there's no argument that she would not be like in the one a one B category for the okay. best women's wrestler in Japan when they signed her. Um, I mean, at one time there were a lot more, but WWE signed them all like Kyrie and Asuka. Uh, right. EO was kind of like the last one. And okay. uh, so she's like a, a veteran. Right, yeah. She's really good. Uh, so, yeah, if anyone, if any of those girls in the match could make Jessamine and Marina look good in a match like this, it would, it it would be EO. She could do it. Okay. We'll, but we'll see. Yeah. Because who knows? You don't know until okay. you get in there. Um, it's true. But she is good. And um, and I'm with Shayna. I think Shayna retains at the next takeover. Okay. Um, so, in, in relation to this four-way, oh, I think you would say that no matter who she's facing, to be honest. But, That's true. Uh, in relation to this Fatal 4-Way number 1 contenders match, they note that Lacey Evans qualified. They show her uh, victory. I don't remember who it was that she beat. I don't remember either, but it was at a live show, so probably... Yeah, like maybe Lacey yeah. Lane or something? I don't know. They didn't show. Uh, well, she qualified, so she joins the match with Bianca. Uh, it does not note here. Who it was that she beat. But speaking of those qualifying mm -hmm. matches, Mia Yim and Reina Gonzalez. Uh, and you don't see, I don't, haven't seen Reina on TV very often. She was in the Mae Young Classic mm -hmm. the last two years. 
Um, and right. I'm sure she does some of those um, the, the house, house show matches. Uh, I can't remember the last time I saw her on TV, but she was here. She had a match with Mia, and again, this is the th- three for three in matches where it was a match. Yeah. And uh, Mia won her her way into the four way with her finisher. It was is all right. It was all right, and like what? I, oh, that, I'm a little disappointed. Wasn't... I'm a. I will say this: I'm a little disappointed by Mia's run so far. She hasn't had. Yeah. I haven't seen anything that I would deem as like a really good performance from her yet. But maybe Ooh. it's because she hasn't been given that kind of direct spotlight against. Uh, a much bigger named opponent in a much longer match, yep. but so far I think that's exactly it. Okay. Well, and she went up, but she went up against Bianca, and that still fell flat. Agreed. Yeah, it did. So, um, with this one, where I was really disappointed was like, obviously Mia Yim was going to win to get into that fatal four way. Like, put her up against someone named for that. A little bit you know more I mean? named, yeah. Like, yeah. Reina has is almost never on TV. She's going right. to go in there? Nah. Like, I don't... Right, exactly. Uh, also, I don't understand why she wears chaps, but that's another story for another day. She she wears what appears to be leather trunks with denim chaps. Denim chaps. It's reversed. They seem like the most... Yeah, and they seem like the most um, impractical of all clothing. Yes. Uh, like denim, like of all things. Like, come on now. What are you doing? Uh, anyway, it's crazy. What's that but. lady thinking? Um, Alistair Black had a very spooky promo containing dire warnings for Johnny Gargano as their cage match looms. I thought this was pretty good. Yes. Oh yeah, both of their promos were pretty good this week. Mm-hmm. Both of their videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, main event sees Ricochet defending his North American Championship against a mystery opponent. It was Mister Tyler Breeze returning to. NXT, who was a mainstay in the early days. Well, I mean, he was around before NXT became a thing. He was there when it was still Florida Championship Wrestling, and his name was Mike Dalton at the time. But in NXT, that's where he became Tyler Breeze. And uh, he was there for a lot of the early takeovers. And Mm -hmm. uh, he was, uh, I think his last one was the first Brooklyn takeover, was his last um, takeover. And uh, and then what did he do from there? Well, he went to the main roster, Jacqueline, and um, mm. he gets paid more money. That's kind of, that's about it, though. Uh, he's got a bigger paycheck. Yeah. Uh, and To do nothing. And look, judging by everything I've ever read from Tyler tweeting, because he has a lot of passionate fans that really grew with him and grew to love him in NXT or his character in NXT... And they're okay. constantly, like, on his Twitter and, and stuff like that, just, like, so mad about how he's being treated. So, I hmm. mean, sometimes, I'm, well, a lot of times you can't take what WWE performers have to say about the product because I'm relatively certain they've probably got, like, some non-disparagement clauses in their contracts where they can't say probably, anything yeah. bad. Uh, but for the most part, Tyler seems to be okay He's like, hey, I'm still living my dream. I'm a professional wrestler for a living. I make good money. Uh, so he seems happy. I think it's just that, you know how it is with passionate fans. They know that he's super talented and they think he's being mishandled or misused. 
Um, That's fair. Well, you want to see your favorite wrestler. Also, that would be nice, yeah, to actually just see them every now and again, even if they don't win. Yeah. Yeah, you just want to see him every once in a while. Yeah, so this was, uh, he got a gigantic reaction uh, coming out here. and I had no idea who he was. No? Still Uh, don't. Yeah, so he, uh, yeah, his his character was fashion model. Uh, But he wasn't, he's not the fashion police guys, right? He is. Yeah, him and Fandango are the fashion police. Then I yes. know who he is. <laughs> uh, but Fandango, Fandango is injured, so uh, ah. he's just hang, hanging around in the ether. So they put him, they put him to good use here. Uh, he and Ricochet had easily the best match on this show, but the competition not was not high. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, this was uh, no offense to Tyler, but this was not high on the best matches Ricochet's had in NXT. This was on the yeah. lower end. This was a good match, and it was a good like TV main event. It was mm-hmm. not. It was not mind blowing, uh, but they had a they had a good match. They had a good back and forth. Tyler looked really good. He did. Uh, probably re reminding people that he's better than his current usage. Yeah, and that there's there is some stuff to work with there, and mm-hmm. uh, they did a couple of of false finishes. They actually did some stuff that you'd never see Tyler Breeze do, like uh, like a reverse. Uh, like a reverse Hurricane Rana on Ricochet. Stuff that yep. he can do, but he, he would never do on, on regular TV. Um, right. So they teased a couple of moments where Tyler might win. Uh, the crowd kind of bought into it, but I think they were more playing along. Like, they knew he was not going oh, to Oh, yeah. Win like, match. you knew the guy wasn't going to win. Yeah. Uh, Ricochet uh, made a comeback, staggered Breeze with, a, with some strikes, and scooped up uh, Tyler into a fireman's carry and then hit him with a Michinoku driver to get the win. So I feel like the best thing to come out of this match, actually, <laughs> is uh, that Ricochet used a move that is not one of his <clears throat> his normal right. finishing moves to win the match. This is always a good thing to do because the next time he hits it, in the back of your mind, you might think it could be the end because he's beaten people with it Done before. it before, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this wasn't, like, um, a super, like, gymnasty match, like, no. I like to see from Ricochet, and I think that's why... There's a couple of I... things, but... Yeah, but, like, I don't know. I like him because he's a flyer, mm-hmm. and I didn't get that. He so... didn't do a ton of flying in this one, no. No, no. Um, also, I didn't know who Breeze was at the beginning, and I was I didn't understand why people were so excited, but now I get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people, boy, uh, did people really love him. There was some they guy really who was singing. Did. There was they had a shot of some guy who was just singing along to Tyler's music, which uh, <laughs> Tyler also sings badly on purpose. Uh, his theme song. Of course song. he does. I love when they buy into their character that much. <laughs> Although, and I was just as you said, um, it's not Ricochet's best match. Maybe it's because Tyler hasn't been in the ring very much recently. Who knows? <laughs> no. Um, no. He has okay. not been in the ring much recently I, i'm sure yes you get you get stale i'm sure he's doing house shows um and things like that but he's not on tv very often yeah right. wwe is by the way coming close to where i live in february it's a raw house show so you i should don't know. do it uh, maybe. I, went, I went to a raw house show last year 
and I had fun. Maybe. Mainly like, because I was able to see how large Braun Strowman really was in person. Maybe we could go we could go and then I could do like a live report of uh I have not yeah. I have not been to a live wrestling show in a long like a decade. It's been you a You know long what time. you do? Hmm. You live tweet it. Oh my goodness. Maybe. You live tweet it. That's how that's what you do. Yes. Uh so far they've uh uh the commercial I saw on local TV, of all things, like during the local news broadcast here, uh, they had, okay. they had, uh, they're pushing uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose and a yep. Finn Balor Drew McIntyre match, which yep, are those both are, yep. both matches that happened on this last pay per view, I do believe. So, yep, but I think it's like an ongoing feud thing. They also showed With- Ronda Rousey in the commercial. And mm, I'll believe mm-mm. it when I see it, when I see Ronda Rousey at, in Saginaw, the Michigan. The live show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she has done I'm some, just happy... but they're mostly yeah. in bigger cities. I would imagine. But I'm just happy that they're doing something with Finn Balor. Yeah. I heard he won his match. Is that right? Yeah. At the pay-per-view? I heard. Yes. I believe so. But, like, he has a decent storyline right now. So. Oh, he does? Yeah, it's not bad. We'll okay. talk about it after the afterwards. Oh, okay, yeah. We're <laughs> just wasting time here when we could be plugging the sponsor, Adam Tickets. <laughs> yep. Cinemageekly.com slash Adam Tickets, or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page to pick yourself up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life. I do believe you can get digital gift card codes, so those would never be too late to get for Christmas time. Can you? I think you can. Uh, I need to find those. And it's never too late to get those if you're last minute shopping and uh, you can't get something from Amazon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nobody wants to be forced to go out and to shop in actual stores with the rest of the public, but uh, <laughs> this is a way to perhaps avoid that with Adam tickets. Um, okay, so uh, that's <laughs> mostly a wrap for this week. Uh, yes. I'm pretty sure. Uh, head on over to the website to check out the archives of the show. And, of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and uh, Stitcher. Just search for What Comes NXT and hit subscribe. And uh, that way you can come back and hear us talk about the next episode of NXT. Uh, it's the big one, I do believe. Uh, Alistair Black, Johnny Gargano, Inside a Steel Cage. I'm everything that you are not.